everyone, or should I say Amiibo? Every no, I shouldn't no, say no, that. Shouldn't. I should not say that. Uh, welcome to Bonus Sixty Four. This is the show where one of our amazing Patreon guests is going to come onto the show to talk about any game that they want to talk about. And sometimes not even a game. Sometimes not sometimes even a game. Sometimes they, they stretch the format. They make us... Some guests transcend the format, let's oh, just say. that's a good some, way to put some it. Some of them, uh, they, you know, they, they, they supersede the format. They're like the silence of the lamb of guests. They are, exactly, yeah. exactly. They, are, they elevate the genre in general, yeah. you know, absolutely. Uh, well, my name is Steve Guntling. Hi, I'm Woody Siskowski. That, that's you. Are you confused about that? Um, you well, like, you were looking at me like I, you had. I, is I, I that felt, right? <laughs> yeah, that's my understanding. I just I felt like I should have a nickname, but then I'm like, yeah. But the, my, my I feel like my role in this particular episode is going to be like excellent point, Steve. Oh, insightful, insightful uh, comment there, Elliot. I you know what? I appreciate that. Yeah. I, sometimes I the, need to hear that. We're we're talking a topic that uh, I don't have strong opinions on, and usually in the the realm of podcasting is built upon strong opinions. Okay. I, and, I don't know. Is that video fair? games too, I would argue. Yeah. 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 Like what if you, this is like a thing I have no take on. So I'm just excited to hear two of my fave dudes tell me about their take. Well, we're excited. We're excited to talk my about two blue shirted uh, buddies over there. I, I will just say one thing. You, you do have a cool nickname. If people couldn't see it. It's because you spelled your name with a lowercase W and two eyes instead of a, a uh, Y. That so is cool. Woody. Yeah. yeah. That's your cool nickname. So people just couldn't see it. Uh, returning again, one of our favorite guests, uh, all the way from Australia, Elliot J. O'Neill, is <laughs> he flew, back. flew across the world every to be time, right in our living room. I, I can't yeah. believe that every time you always make the flight, and I really appreciate it. It takes a lot out of my day, but yeah, more than happy <laughs> to do it for you guys. <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you back. Uh, so for your game, for this episode, we were asking you, what did you want to play? And you just said... Amiibos, just the concept of Amiibos. So, you know, and it, it's a difficult one to talk about because unlike other Toys to Life games like Skylanders or Lego Dimensions, this doesn't have a game attached to it. This is just kind of the concept of these figurines. Yeah, not in particular. I think it's actually interesting in that way that ne Nintendo kind of never lived up to the concept. No. Uh, um, you know, there were some brief glimmers on the Wii U and stuff. And yeah, by the Switch, they'd kind of checked out, which is a shame because... Yeah, obviously talking today, I love these figures. Um, I'm really into collecting them. And yeah, so I, actually very excited to talk about them today. Well, and I'm glad you brought it up too, because like because of the format of our show, it wouldn't have been something that we would have dedicated a whole episode to just because there isn't a specific game attached to it. There are games that focus more on amiibo use than others, like the uh, Animal Crossing uh, uh, Mario Party style game. But uh, nothing where we could really just highlight this weird kind of, you know, it's a noteworthy addition to the Wii U. I think it's something mm. that uh, has continued and it has like a cult following, uh, even though Nintendo has arguably never fully supported it. Uh, but I don't know. That's that's uh, we'll we'll dig into that today. That, decide how much they've supported. it. I or think not. that Nintendo has supported it. They've just decided that it has a different role than they may have initially pitched it as. Yeah, sure. like, yeah. Uh, and I mean, it is it is somewhat timely in that we still recently talked about Skylanders as one of our episodes, and yeah. we're kind of half delighted and half baffled by the, 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 the various caveats of Skylanders. And yeah. I think uh, Amiibos are kind of the remaining thread from that, like, real... I mean, it was it was a fad. Like, let's let's be clear that oh, the yeah. Toys to Life yeah. was a fad it was. that had its moment, but Amiibos have carried on. 
They have, yeah. And I think maybe because it doesn't have a specific game for it to be attached to, like it, it can just sort of continue existing almost as a collector's item. I think that's why that's why I went for them. I don't know. Elliot, what was the appeal for you? Was it the, the actual functionality? Well, I mean, like many things, it just sort of snowballs. It always started out, you know, I just wanted one or two figures just to, uh, you know, have them, um, especially in that first wave. I loved, for whatever reason, the Wii Fit Trainer and uh, a a couple of other just sort of... Because that was the other thing, you know, being tied with Super Smash Brothers, they had um, some odd character choices uh, Mm. for the first and second wave of Amiibos, and that's sort of what I got them for. And then... um, Either Mario Kart, yeah, Mario Kart Eight introduced functionality with certain amiibos. I'm like, oh well, now I have to get the Mega Man <laughs> one, even though I don't have a particular attachment to the series because that'll unlock the costume. Mm. And so, yeah, Nintendo totally took advantage of me. I'm gonna say, and then, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. it just all spiraled from there. Um, but yeah, I fortunately I have managed to put a lid on the collection. I don't have the entire um, suite of amiibos, but. Uh-huh. Um, I did inventory last night in preparation for this, and I do have 165, um, and that's not and including. And that's, that's pretty not good because I think di- there are like 188, right? Something like that. So you're pretty close to the end there. Yeah. Um. In my research, I got the figure of 208, and then there's like over 600 like cards. I don't have any cards. Yeah. And then there's also a serial amiibo, which I also do not have because it wasn't available oh, okay. in Australia. Oh yeah, yeah. I we we had the uh, serial here. Woody was able to find the box with the serial. Uh, oh, where you could like, scan the amiibo onto the serial box. Yeah, that yeah. It? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so the- I, I'm not I'm not as passionate about amiibos as I am for weird cereals. Yes, that, that, that's really my passion. <laughs> so, How I many mean, ser- weird cereals have you got in your collection, then, Woody? Yeah, well, not never enough, never enough, Elliot. The problem is the. You it, eat, over you time, collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If by by going through my body and then getting pooped out counts as my collection, <laughs> then many, many hundreds. But uh, I, I have not. I have. I don't have them. You know, once they come out in that form, I don't display them anywhere. Yeah, right. I still think the Sour Patch Kids cereals were some of the weirdest I've ever had. Yeah, like that oh, was a very what? strange cereal. Yeah, sour yeah. cereal. Sour cereal, which. It, it wasn't as bad as you might think. It was kind of just like more tart Fruit Loops, but it, it was it was very weird. I mean, that is weird. that is the problem. It is I, I mean, <laughs> I, I know I have just sort of let, launched this conversation into a different direction, but, but yeah, uh, no. that's what I realized in the quest for weird cereal is there's only about six basic kinds of cereal. It's like. Uh, Young's like seven basic plots. Sure. Plot structures. <laughs> There's only like six basic cereal structures. It's like the sweet flakes, mm-hmm. the marshmallow, the bran flakes, or like the chunks or the balls. <laughs> the and, chunks and the balls. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, it's like sh- sh- like frosted mini wheats is like a chunk. That's a chunk. That's a chunk. Yeah. Okay. And kicks is the balls. Kicks is the balls. Exactly. Okay. So you can combine them in different ways. And then, yeah. you know, then you got your granolas. So what is but, Crispix? That's my go-to. Yeah. Oh, Crispix yeah. is a winner. Yeah. I haven't found any like weird equivalent to Crispix. No, no. There's like weird. Okay. This is a uh, way, way off <laughs> topic. Let's actually talk a little bit about Amiibos. I've got some history on these things. So, uh, you know, we recently talked about the Skylanders games, but one thing that we did neglect to mention is that the creators of that series, Toys for Bob, they had originally approached Nintendo with the idea of uh, uh, spinning their idea into a console exclusive for Nintendo. So Skylanders in its initial conception was going to be Nintendo exclusive using Nintendo characters. 
Uh, and, and Nintendo said no to this idea? Nintendo said no to this, yeah, Man. which uh, they must be slapping their heads like after that. I like, don't... Nintendo makes some very weird, baffling decisions in terms of like... Do you think that their sort of reluctance to... Because Nintendo has such a strong, like, emotional attachment for so many people. It's yeah. like, it's not quite Disney levels, but it's maybe number two they in are, terms of company. In terms of, like, like, how they're protective of their brands, Well, and too. in terms yeah. of, like, nostalgia that people feel and love for the characters. Oh, yeah, because um, I mean, between, like, the, the combination of, like, Mario, Pokemon, Zelda, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of very Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the, like, there's very few companies, it was like when, uh... Paramount Plus came out and people sure. were like, oh, people will be drawn by their like deep nostalgic love for Paramount. Yes. And most of people course. are like, uh, wait, love, what movies come out on Paramount? Love it's, skiing them slopes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whereas Nintendo and Disney are one of the few companies where like, yes, I know the brands that that company owns and I have an emotional attachment to yeah, them. Yeah. So I'm always baffled at Nintendo's seemingly apparent refusal to capitalize it on in a more blatant egregious manner you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't necessarily i don't think it comes from a place of like charity and good-heartedness so i do yeah. want maybe they just worry about uh, eventually flooding the market with things and diluting the brand but well I, I, they I feel do like they, have like a company they're kind of famous for their company ethos of like tradition and of like kind of conservatism not like in this american sense sure. of conservatism but just like they don't want they they're very protective of their brands they really want to respect the traditions that are laid down and they don't want to dilute the image too much but then sometimes they do depending on who's right in charge. sometimes I, I they're think, like yeah fuck yeah Virtual i think that Boy. they've gotten less <laughs> and less that way over the years because i think that they've very much realized how much money there is to be sure. made and like oh we can release little plastic plush you know, Pikachu's and characters from Animal Crossing and people will buy them. Yeah. And so it's very odd to me that this wasn't the immediate first approach with Toys for Bob approached them. Yeah, you, you'd think they would seize on to it, but maybe there's kind of the, you know, I, I'm curious if Skylanders would have been as big a hit as it was if it was a Nintendo exclusive. Like, mm. it probably wouldn't have been. Uh, and, but, and, and it did give them the chance to kind of create their own original IP and, like, make their own characters. But I, I feel like it would have resulted in something that had been much more long-lasting. Because Skylasters, yeah. Skylasters yeah. was such <laughs> a, a flash in the pan because Activision just pumps the stuff out. I feel like Nintendo might have been able to find a way to, like, create a more fully featured game out of that and, you know, still be releasing sequels and content for that now because Nintendo is generally pretty good at not just sequelizing something like over the... What, there were like six Skylanders games in like four years? Something, something like that, like that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, Nintendo yeah. usually doesn't fall into that trap. And yeah. yeah, for better or worse, you know, you see in video game stores bins of Skylanders toys for, you know, a buck each. And, yeah. you know, secondhand Amiibos, I don't know if it's the same for you guys over there, but they're still held behind the counter. I mean, mm -hmm. and the only one that's sort of close is like Disney Infinity because that was just, um, you know, especially uh, compared to Skyland as such a limited release. Um, well, yeah. it was. Well, and yep, it's, it's easy to forget that like Skylanders is the only one of these Toys for Life games that was trying to introduce new characters. Everything right. else mm. is drawing on existing IP. Uh, which is kind of interesting if like that's sort of the state of the entertainment industry in general. It's like they talk about it with movies, too. There aren't really movie stars anymore 
there are characters, there are IPs, there are recognizable products, you know, so you could kind of see the seeds of that early yeah. on here. And so it's like, even though this success of Skylanders and the Toys for Life genre was what inspired the existence of Amiibos, yeah. I imagine that even if they Nintendo never designed them to interact with the games and systems in any way, they would still sell well and hold their value as a collector's item. Yeah. Just because people, you know, care about the characters. And yeah. You, like, you don't care about stealth elf. No. Stealth elf <laughs> in uh, Skylanders, the way you care about Tom Nook over there. Yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, after Skylanders came out and became this, like, huge, huge, huge hit, uh, everyone started trying to imitate this formula. So, you know, we talked about LEGO Dimensions, we talked about Disney Infinity, and Amiibo was Nintendo's response to this new craze. So, uh, this weirdly, the success of Skylanders actually directly influenced the design of the Wii U itself, because Mm -hmm. the Wii U has a near-field communicator scanner built into the actual gamepad hardware. Which, to be clear, is the thing that's in the Skylanders portal that Mm -hmm. you set the the figures on to, like, teleport them into the game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And Amiibos have the ability to both read and write on them, so you can save content onto your figure into the little chip that's in the base, and you can uh, uh, scan them into the game itself. so yeah, N- Nintendo built that into the gamepad itself with the intent of uh, providing content that could be scanned straight into the device. And despite it being a core feature, it actually took a while for Nintendo to utilize that scanner. So the first game to use the uh, Wii U's NFC scanner was the, uh, uh, it was called Pokemon Rumble U, which is a kind of beat-em-up action game uh, that lets you scan certain specific Pokemon figures to unlock new abilities. This was a DLC game, and you just buy this figure so separately. So did that correspond? To, were those the first Amiibos? They was... weren't. No, they okay. were They were kind of uh, developed separately. But So those were they... still Nintendo... They were Pokemon toys to life, but exactly. they were not officially Amiibos. No, they were their own kind of thing. It was just like Pokemon Rumble figures. Uh, and... I've oh, never played this game. Did you? I don't know. Has anybody played this game, Pokemon Rumble U? No, I don't think I even kn- knew about the Pokemon um, figures because that was one of my big notes of these things is yeah. I can't believe out of all the franchises, Nintendo didn't put more Pokemon Amiibo out there. Be- like, um, because, yeah, there's only like, I think, 10 or something with that are associated with Smash Brothers. Yeah. And, you know, there's a few more Pokemon than 10. Like, I thought, <laughs> yeah. One or two. There was some and- serious money to be made there. And I'm wondering if they, you know, maybe they're uh, still kind of in some kind of negotiation stuff with the developers of that toy, and that's why they're not doing it. Or maybe they just mm. have plan. Like, it would be an overwhelming amount if they were going to try and develop all these Pokemon. But people would fucking buy them. People would yeah. absolutely buy every single, all all 900 Pokemon or wherever we're at now. Maybe they're also, like, conscious of parental goodwill. Mm. Like, how yeah. does that shake if you're, like... Hey, look, we released all the Pokemon as like separately packaged amiibos that your kid is going to incessantly bug you for. Right. And then you're going to be like, well, fuck Nintendo. Like, yeah. It's- and it's, you know, it's not like your, your Ninja Turtle action figures back in the 90s that were like three, four bucks. These are right. $15, $20 figurines, you know, they, and they, yeah, yeah. They, they add up a little bit. Uh, but anyway, this game let you scan your different Pokemon into the game and then it would be like a side scrolling beat em up type game. Uh, sounds pretty fun. But shortly after, Nintendo formally announced their plans for their own figures. Uh, Now, the name Amiibo was chosen because the developers felt it sounded friendly because uh, the French word for uh, uh, friend is ami. The Spanish word for friend is amigo. 
Uh, and so they just like, all right, well, let's let's go with that, but make it a little different, I guess. And I guess you keep that the wee nomenclature of the double eyes. The double eyes, yeah, that's yep. kind of a kind of some strong branding for them. Uh, so Wii U players would be able to scan their figures directly, while 3DS players would need a special peripheral platform, uh, which was actually later built into the new 3DS. So now that's kind of just oh, okay. kind of standard. Is it is this feature in the Switch as well? Like, it sure is. Okay. Yeah, the Switch has yep. a built-in NFC in the uh, uh, right Joy-Con, I believe. Like so, you just like touch it to the analog stick. Right in the stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Nintendo debuted their new figures in 2014 to correspond with the release of Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Uh, the first wave of figures featured Smash Brothers sculpts, including Mario, Peach, Yoshi, Pikachu, Samus, Marth, Donkey Kong, Link, Fox, Kirby, Wii Fit Trainer, and Villager. Those are the first ones. Uh, so the first several rounds of releases were exclusively Smash Brothers figures. And I actually had every one of the Smash Brothers figures before I sold my collection. That was kind of my focus as I wanted all Smash Brothers characters. Yeah. Uh, because they are kind of the most useful, right? Wouldn't you agree? Like that they're the ones that do the most. Yeah. Well, I mean, by and large, but it sort of, it then depends what game you get uh, is, you know, what you're going to get out of the Amiibo functionality. Um, because for the Smash Brothers thing, like, it was neat, but also I don't feel like it had, like, a real useful practical application to just have an overpowered computer fighter fighting for you when you scanned into it. It was Right. What, what like, was the functionality in the Smash, in Wii U Smash Brothers? So yeah, you could, yeah, you go ahead, yeah. Oh, it, it was exactly that. You'd um, scan in your figure and it would correspond with the character in-game and you could, like, level it up by fighting other computer characters but yeah you're essentially just watching the computer fight itself and um but i mean there were like talks of like people entering in like their amiibos into smash tournaments and then the amiibo technically doing pretty well yeah yeah well Um, i guess that's like the core difference between amiibos and like those other toys for life games is they never really made a game where amiibos were the central point of the game i think there might be an animal crossing that it's kind of a bigger part of it but it was always like hey here's a fully featured game and they're gonna have amiibos as kind of an addition to it um yeah and i'm sure that comes from like a sensitivity to like public goodwill as well like nintendo wants to keep the image that they're not trying to like gouge anyone and if you sort of lock features mm-hmm. behind like you have to buy this separate collectible like that that never looks good from a pr standpoint no and i think the big problem weirdly with uh, amiibos is that it seems like nintendo is consciously avoiding making them too useful mm-hmm. uh like they need to be strictly peripheral and you can't in any way use them to like significantly uh, give you an advantage in any game. I mean that yeah. that to me is how it should be. Like yeah. that I think is the right choice in terms of avoiding kind of the pay to win thing and people it, it's like that's like the little cherry on top, right? Is like here's this collectible of this Nintendo character that you like and it sits on your desk. Yeah. But also if you want to mess around and like interact with this game in some doofy way, you can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's it, right? Like, cosmetic things, I think, is the line that people draw. Like, that they unlock, like, costumes in Mario Kart, for instance, is um, a pretty acceptable uh, cost, for, especially for the price point, because they're kind of expensive figures. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in other games, like for Zelda Breath of the Wild, for instance, like, 
there's a huge debate in the speedrunning community if you're allowed to use amiibos in that because apparently, yeah, some people are able to achieve um, great times in uh, Breath of the Wild uh, with amiibo functionality. Um, do you remember? Do you know specifically what that is? Uh, what the amiibos do in Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Uh, different things like the Midna Wolf Link amiibo like unlocks a little uh, Wolf Link that'll follow you around and like uh, bite at enemies and um, uh, collect things for you, dig dig up treasure. Um, and then uh, most of the other amiibos just uh, drop a treasure chest from the sky and uh, it can be filled with anything from rupees to fish. Yeah, okay. yeah, random weapons sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With from a few figures. Yeah, uh, I've got some. I've got some amiibos by the numbers here. So. I think we might have slightly different figures. From when I was researching, I saw 188 figures currently in existence with another 13 coming out this year. Yep. Uh, but they might be out already. I don't know the exact uh, uh, schedule on that. I've got my uh, Min Min figure on order. from. Oh, Arms. excellent. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, because they have to finish out the uh, the last of the DLC characters. Did and they ever they've release committed a, to that. Did they ever release a Banjo-Kazooie? I don't think I ever saw one. Uh, yes, they did. I've got the figure right here. I, oh, I brought out some yes. of my favorites. Oh. Um, yeah, and I love it because it's got the puzzle pieces, the platform and everything. It's yeah. Oh, I think I need that. All right, <laughs> you, all right. I'm getting online. I'm starting it again. Oh, no. It <laughs> you managed to whittle it down to three, and here I am. I had corrupting. three. Uh, yeah, so I should mention my three, uh, my three amiibos here. We have Cat Mario. We have Tom Nook from Animal Crossing. We have Ridley from Metroid. Now, was it a yep. conscious choice for you to keep those three when you after you sold everything else, or they just you've kind of just kind of ended up? Well, uh, it was definitely it was a conscious choice to keep Ridley. Uh, He's I, a great looking figure. I bought Cat Mario after I sold the collection because it came packaged with uh, uh, Bowser's Fury and Mario oh, 3D sure. World. And uh, Tom Nook uh, fell behind the shelf and uh, did not get packaged in with the rest of Consider the Consider yourself lucky, Tom Nook. So I think he pulled a Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. I, think, yeah. uh, I, I think there was some chicanery going on here where he wanted I mean, to Tom stay Nook's behind. not above chicanery. He is not. No, no, absolutely. I mean, as far as capitalists go, he's pretty nice. He doesn't charge a whole lot of uh, interest on those loans he gives you. But still, still, mm. he's, he's pretty ruthless. Uh, all right, so the series that are featured in Amiibo form, we got Splatoon. We got Yoshi's Woolly World, which uses little uh, knit Yoshi figures that are adorable. Yeah, um, one of my big rare ones, the Poochie. Oh, you've got a Poochie. Those Amiibo, are hard to find. Which, yeah, they, I think they can fetch a hundred bucks out of yeah. box at the moment. How, yeah. How how do they scan? Do they they still have all the same parts in them? Even There's though a they little are Amiibo fabric? on the butt. Oh, yeah. Okay, a little Amiibo button on there. Yeah. Yep. They're very cute. Uh, there's also a Chibi Robo figure, Animal Crossing, Super Mario Maker, Shovel Knight. Legend of Zelda, Kirby, Monster Hunter, Dark Souls, Pikmin, Metroid, Fire Emblem, Detective Pikachu, Diablo 3, and in Japan, Box Boy. Uh, currently, yeah, I said there My, are those. Uh, the rarest you have a figure. Box Boy, QB. Yep. Um, fortunately, only paid 40 bucks for that Australian, so I don't know, about 20 US, but yeah, can now fetch anywhere between three and 600 bucks for a QB figure now. Oh, very cool. Do you have the little, like, loot elf from Diablo 3? I think that guy's getting pretty uh, rare as well. Yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah, There he is. Oh, look at him. It uh, is in only oval-platformed amiibo. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting to hear that there's a couple franchises there, like Dark Souls and Diablo, yeah. that are not, A, they're not kid franchises. No. Like, and they're not Nintendo franchises. Yeah. Um, mm. Which is just, I guess, a very 
closely associate like amiibos are Nintendo characters, but clearly that's not always the case. Yeah, no, not always, not always. Uh, the that um, Solera Vistora from Dark Souls was a originally a GameStop exclusive, I believe, and then after a while, it did start getting sold at other um, uh, retailers. So you can find it now. Yeah, it, it was. Um, it wasn't like freely available in um, Australia, like not the exclusive. So yeah, had to import that guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cute. Um, He's yeah. great. I, I, every time I see that. that, I think that it's a Monty Python theme. I think so too. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. You expect absolutely. to be able to cut the arms and legs off yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there are three different card series with about 200 Amiibo cards. We'll talk about those in just a second. And uh, 20 different variant figures. So there are like different poses for some characters, or in the case of like there's a gold skin Mario, a gold skin Mega Man. So is Cat, is Cat Mario considered his own unique figure? He's or? considered his own unique figure, okay. yeah. But there would be like, I think there's two different poses for Mario as a Smash Brothers figure like a couple different luigis yeah well you get the um smash brothers and then like the like mario core series variants yeah um and so those ones uh the basic mario ones were like released for in conjunction with mario party 10 and yeah. there is like an amiibo board game that's kind of fun in mario party 10 but yeah uh what we're talking about before it does feel unfair that you have to have the amiibos to unlock this mode because right. you know it's only sort of a you know play it once or twice and then you're kind of done with it but yeah 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 uh there are 51 games that have universal amiibo support meaning any amiibo will give you a bonus even if it's not much of anything oh even if it's not related to the game specifically exactly yeah okay. they'll give you something and there are 29 games that have series specific amiibo support meaning only characters from that game will work with this uh console uh, and it seems like Amiibo production has kind of largely outlasted Amiibo support for the large part. Uh, there are a handful of newer Switch games that use Amiibo functionality. Metroid Dread is one. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Kingdom is another. Uh, but th not a lot. Like, there are, it isn't a very common feature anymore. It seems to be kind of on its way out. But Amiibos are still in production. And I think hmm. that's kind of the interesting thing about it which uh, what he touched on a little bit earlier is that these have sort of survived more as collector's items than as game peripherals uh because they're really beautifully sculpted they're very sturdy well painted and they they look cool and and they've got a lot of uh favorite figures yeah I well i mean that's essentially my appeal to them now is like yeah they are beautiful figures because yeah i mean uh, uh, um I, lo I love nintendo diehard fan and like this is sort of the only outlet for like my Splatoon fandom, yeah. Um, because yeah, they have these yeah beautiful Splatoon figures, and you know you're talking about how beautiful they painted. Like something I really love about the Amiibos is the texture choices on them. Yeah, like, the Splatoon ones especially like do have this like dried excessive amount of paint feel to them, mm -hmm. and you know you got the Cat Mario one there that like has an interesting furry plastic texture to it like yeah, yeah. they'll have different choices. textures on the base too like you you yeah. were holding up the dark souls figure earlier which has like a cobblestone uh uh feeling underneath which some of the fire emblem figures have as well you know like yeah. i love stuff like that i love that ridley has like this big uh clear uh explosion of power underneath his feet you know like uh and he's very spindly and pointy you know like they look yeah. like really good representations of what they are and they're so no. expertly painted like you're not going to see really any errors on these no and so many of those like yeah the ridley figure have like cool momentum to them which is yeah a weird thing to say for a statue that doesn't move 
but yeah. like the the Joker one as well. Like I have no attachment to Persona Five. Never played one of the games, but it's yeah easily one of my favorite amiibo figures just because of uh, the base in it and how it like looks through. He's moving all through that blue magic. Ah, oh, so oh yeah. Cool. I was the same way with the Palutena figure from uh, mm. Kid Icarus Uprising, which, like, I have not played that game. Uh, that's not a f- character I play with much in Smash Brothers, but goddamn, this figure looks cool. Yeah. Um, I want to talk briefly because I actually just came from playing Heroclix um, to Steve's house here to record, mm. which is like a miniatures, you know, Warhammer type of game, but is superhero themed. And something that I think that I've been thinking a lot about um, in terms of like as someone who's also played a ton of Magic the Gathering is a lot of these games are trying to find ways to sort of straddle the line between game and collectible. Yeah. And I think there's very few that do a very good job of it. Mm -hmm. Like um, that because that's always been an aspect of Magic the Gathering. But now they try to, you know market to that more and they like release booster packs that are you know have tons of variant art and um are totally sold separately and for someone who's only interested in it from a play perspective i always find that kind of you know confusing mm-hmm. but at least you know it feels like they keep it separate yeah um and i think hero clicks also has pretty big issues with that in terms of like they release these sort of highly desirable, like rare figures from a collectible standpoint of mm-hmm. like someone's like, I really want to get this figure that like completes my Justice League Unlimited team, but it's only a super rare. And so it's like people have a lot of interest for it from a collector standpoint of like wanting it here, but it's also a very powerful piece from a gameplay perspective. Right. And then it becomes like, unnecessarily hard to get yeah yeah. um and so i i i appreciate that the gameplay functionality has been so light on these because i don't begrudge anyone who's excited about collecting things but i think that it would be a bummer if there was some gameplay reveal or something where i'm like oh that looks really cool i want to you know see that feature and then all of a sudden i'm having to sort of fight with collectors over values of these things because occasionally and i mean you can probably speak to this too elliot like some of these can be challenging to get even right from the get-go yeah like yeah well i mean it's the classic i mean i think it's the same thing that's happened with ps5s is yeah um scalper assholes just sort of buy them up and yeah drip feed them to people and you know and nintendo um did uh, have some bad press recently with the reveal of the Skyward Sword amiibo that um, unlocked a functionality that just should have been in the base game of, um, yeah, being able to uh, travel back to the sky from uh, anywhere in um, the the ground land. I forget what they call yeah, it in as, that game. As, as someone who just forced my way through that game, that would have been extremely <laughs> helpful to be able to go back to the sky at any point I want instead of looking for a save point. Yeah, which, uh, by the way, was on my short list of things to uh, uh, bring to you guys. But I was like, uh, once I, yeah, pushed myself through that game, I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it behind me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on yeah. with our lives. <laughs> I, cause I, yeah, I guess, I guess my point is, like, I think that these are about as, I don't know, Nintendo, I, I wish Nintendo sort of 
wouldn't occasionally find themselves in a situation of seemingly manufactured scarcity. I yeah. don't know. I don't yeah. want to fall into conspiracy holes because I don't know if that's actually a thing or they're just not aware of levels of interest for certain products. But when so- I always get cranky when something becomes desirable right from the time of release. Yeah. And it's and it becomes hard to find. And I understand like the PS5 situation of like yeah. there's the components are not easily available. Um, but amiibos don't feel like they should have that problem. No. Um, but also that comes from someone who I I no longer have a particular collector's mindset. Mm. It used to be something I was more engaged with, and now I find that it's just sort of a stressor for me. Yeah. Um, so I just kind <laughs> of try to stay away from it. Um, I'm kind of in the same place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, that's sort of, yeah. you know, for better or worse, the good thing about Nintendo not really pumping out the Amiibos as much anymore. Because there was certainly a time around, yeah, 2016, 2017, after um, they hit big with the release of Smash Brothers for Wii U, that... Um, yeah, they were they couldn't keep them on the shelves. And then they were sort of, um, you know, putting out a lot into the market. And then, I don't know, I think they just um, wisely pulled back on it, which sucks for the consumer because, yeah, there is kind of that scarcity now that they aren't manufacturing as many anymore. But it's also, you know, we're also not in the situation where they're in bins for a dollar each, you know. They, yeah. they, do, they do hold some value. Well, yeah, I do. Let's talk about collectability, because I think that's becoming more and more of a thing with the Amiibos. Like they're becoming more and more collectible uh, because people just appreciate the construction of them. But sometimes because the collectible collector communities are extremely weird, uh, (laughs) it's the deformed or like the broken or the mispainted figures that fetch the largest price. So like there are a couple of notable like variants out there, like there's a Luigi that's missing a hand. There's a Samus that has two cannons instead of just one. And then the most valuable amiibo figure ever was a figure of Princess Peach that was missing both of her legs. And this <laughs> sold for 25000 US dollars. Now, in 2014, uh, I, I just need to say again, $25,000 is a... That would be a life-changing amount of money for me. That would... Hmm solve so many problems in my life that would set me up i could like put a down payment on a house for that somebody paid that for a broken toy <laughs> and that that sometimes money just like uh melts my brain just i can't really figure out money uh, i don't understand it it is a weird concept i'm dropping my phone yep speaking of <laughs> speaking of brain melting uh, but, but I yeah, mean, that's yeah, another like yeah, because I heard there was a difference between the first and second wave of villager amiibos. So yeah, oh, yeah. naturally, I had to get those because um, yeah, now the first one is uh, pretty rare. I haven't checked on the price of that what, one. Recently. What's the difference between those? You just hold them up, but they looked identical uh, to me. So the first one uh, has slightly bigger eyes. So this is the second one here. At the oh put, yeah, they position the eyes down a bit more and they're smaller. But yeah. The first one, yeah, people complained that it didn't look like Villager enough, so they changed the painting slightly, and yeah, now they're more valuable. <laughs> well, I mean, this is—I this, mean, this has been going on, you know, forever in any sort of any sort of market or interest that you might have. This is just the time where that—I mean, as nerds, it, it yeah. commonly intersects with our mar- our, our oh, market and demographic. But like, yeah. this is yeah, Nintendo directly. So we're talking yeah. about it here. And I mean, speaking of Animal Crossing, that is probably the series that supports Amiibos the most. Uh, Mm. We have a game we're going to talk about in the future, uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Party, which is like a Mario Party style game where you use Animal Crossing Amiibos. 
Uh, I remember getting my copy of that for $2 uh, with two Amiibos. It came pack. It was that bundle with two Animal Crossing Amiibos bundled together. I got it at GameStop for $2. Uh, that was a good find. <laughs> but uh, the other big thing that's supported on that is the cards. So the cards were developed specifically for the game Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. It's a 2015 3DS game. And that game kind of narrows the focus. So, like, you know, Animal Crossing, it's about, like, building your own village and, like, harvesting fruit, all of that. This game narrows that to just interior design. So the whole game is just designing the inside of houses. Uh, And this, you know, so you can have these 200 little Amiibo cards. You scan them in, and it allows you to unlock new homes to visit. And it lets you even design homes for popular characters like Tom Nook and K.K. Slider. Um, But the game was not very popular. Um, People were not really great. You know, like, they... It feels weird to sort of handcuff that much of your game and just make it be about one tiny element when the whole series like has exactly this, but like also more, you know, so like yeah. people were not really excited to get inv- involved in that. But there are a ton of cards out there now. And they're for, like, all for that game. They're all for that game. Yeah, that's the only game uh, that supports the cards. So are they um, just like little like home accoutrement, like a dresser? Like there's just a card that's. A- they're all uh, characters. They're all oh. different villagers that could live on your island. So but they it's don't like still it's about, make those anymore, right? They don't still make them. That no. game is. It's yeah. it's not. It was not popular, and it's like seven years old at this point. Sure. So they don't make the cards anymore. Well, and that totally yeah. makes sense because if we're talking about how most people's interests is um you know the collectability the fact that like cards are just not as visually appealing as little figurines no for all of the beautiful art that's on you know on a magic card it's not quite as impressive as like a finely painted warhammer team right where you just like you go in and you sort of see the three dimension the scope and the sense of space and you're like wow that is awesome and I, you know, I, I get how it's so easy to get sucked into like, you know, making this like Hero Clicks had Ninja Turtles figures. It's like I want to get this Ninja Turtles team. I want to yeah. make because it, it's satisfying to see them all sitting there together. Uh, yeah, and so cards don't quite have that same appeal. No, not quite. Yeah, it's it's uh, same same logic behind like the uh, e-readers. You know, for Ooh. the Game Boy Advance. Elliot, <laughs> did you guys did an e-reader get released in Australia? Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay. Do, oh are you boy. familiar I with think, this thing? Um, uh, you scanned cards and it was like you, you play calculator games or something. You played yeah. uh, you played original NES games, but only like the most basic of original NES games, like that first yeah. pinball uh, or like Urban, Urban Champion, Champion yeah. Ice Climbers. And they really I, wanted to foist Urban Champion I on had, us. Okay, I've probably talked about this before, but I had the e-reader. I don't know why I was excited about it. And I remember trying to use the e-reader on the school bus, oh like God. on the way to like a sporting event. Yeah. And so I was like, the school bus was bouncing around and I'm like holding my Game Boy Advance. It's sort of shaking and I'm trying to like <laughs> wobbly scan. And it, you would, to play Urban Champion, you had to scan 10 cards. Yes. That, like the barcodes on 10 separate cards. It's like old and, school computers with punch codes. Like yeah, you're dropping it. Just like, the amount of work. Right. It would take me like three minutes to get all these cards scanned. And then I would boot up our champion. Like this game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that effort for nothing. It was like, like, boy, that was one of the, one of the lamest Nintendo things. Though, yeah. Speaking of which, I think there was also animal crossing cards mm. for that, that you could 
scan into your Game Boy Advance and then connect to your GameCube yeah. using that adapter cable. And that would give you like furniture yeah. and stuff like for that. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, speaking of Animal Crossing, it's sort of one of the big gaps in my collection because, like, when Amiibos were at their hottest, I still hadn't gone in on the series. Like, I, I, I my first Animal Crossing game was New Horizons. Mm. And then when that came out, all these Animal Crossing figures that they'd released for the board game game on Wii U, um, that because I, I think that's probably maybe the point where Nintendo realized, okay, we're kind of pushing our luck a bit, where they did have like, yeah, all these obscure little uh, sheep and whatever that, for Animal Crossing that yeah. no one was buying. These were the Amiibo figures that were, yeah, one or $2 in box on store shelves. Oh, definitely. These were, these were discounted like crazy, yeah. And then all of a sudden, New Horizons hit, and they, yeah, become 20 to $50 uh, figures each. Like right. Yeah. Suddenly everybody needs to get that KK slider that they were like giving away with copies of Call of Duty before, you know. Like <laughs> that's a weird yeah. that's a weird promotion. It's a weird promotion. Every copy like, of Mortal Kombat 11 will give you a free KK slider. Here's your game and here's your guitar dog. Yep. Enjoy. The real uh, yang and yang of gaming right there. <laughs> this is just to calm me down in case you're getting stressed out by all this violence. Just just check out this dog. He's he's vibing. Yeah, so, you unlock a Sadie suit in Call of Duty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so there were there weren't any real games built around the amiibo, but there were what I would I, I would call them apps uh on the Wii U. There were a couple of different things that they released. So like one of them is called Amiibo Tap Nintendo's Greatest Bits. And this is like Okay, this whole concept kind of makes me furious. So in this game, you... Uh, did you get this? Did you have this game or this, like, oh, app or whatever? Yeah, okay. So it's this free downloadable app. And in that, you you take your Amiibo, you tap it onto the scanner. It'll ask you to name and register your Amiibo. And then once you do that, you they'll give you... just name it whatever? You can make it, like, yeah, Doug can, Douglas? Name it whatever. Okay. Name it whatever. Doug, this is Douglas the Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so once you scan that in, then it will give you a free gift, which will be three minutes of a randomly selected Nintendo game. So like literally like I scanned in the cat Mario and it gave me original legend of Zelda, except it dropped me in at a random point. Uh, and you get to play for exactly three minutes before it turns over. Uh, if you want to play a different scene, you tap the amiibo again, it'll take you to one of eight different moments in the game and again, it'll reset the timer, but you could still only play for three minutes at a time. You have no control over the order in which you're playing these games. And I guess I just I just do not understand the, the appeal of this. The amiibo that you scan has no connection to the game it sends no you? No correlation. All right, so Cat Mario unlocked Zelda for me. Tom Nook unlocked Mario. And then Ridley unlocked uh, Link to the Past. So if you play, if you scan Ridley again... Will he unlock? Will you send you back in a link to the past? Yeah, it'll send me back in a link to the past, and uh, every time you tap him, it'll just take you to one of eight different screens. But it's only like in some weird three-minute section. Yeah, you get to play for 180 mm. seconds, and then it'll kick you out or kick you to a. Does different it like scene. drop you right in front of like a major boss fight or something? Yes. Like okay. Yeah, a couple times. Like, all right, here's a here's a scene where you first get Zelda's sword or Link's sword. You walk into the cave, dangerous to go alone. Blah blah blah. Then you tap it again, and you're now you're fighting that Hydra that's like spitting uh, fireballs at you. And is you there know? any sort of scoring mechanism at the end of like you defeated the Hydra in no. sixty seconds? No, it just it just ends. <laughs> it's just that's just it. That's just it. Yeah. 
Uh, and I guess the appeal is that every time you scan an amiibo, you unlock another game. So got to catch them all. But you I guess, unlock but... another game that you can't play the way a game is meant to be played. No, or for more than three minutes at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so this kind of feature was like welcome. I think it was Smash Brothers Brawl that had like a bunch of three-minute sections of games, but you yeah. know because that game is yeah a living museum of a game and like and I think to the idea have the bite-sized reference point is kind of nice, but yeah, in this thing it's like just confusing. Like in a vacuum, like there I have so many options to play Legend of Zelda if I want to play Legend of Zelda. Like it is yeah not hard to find. Nintendo makes it very very available. Why would I want to play it in three-minute well, chunks in random order? This was on the Wii U, correct? Yes. It, yeah. I imagine that it links directly like to the store, right? You can go... I don't know. Right yeah. to the eShop from this. Be like, did you enjoy these random three minutes? I, Maybe I, you would like the full game. Because I think yeah. that was the case in the Smash Brothers thing. Yeah. Is yeah. that there was a button on the upper corner to link directly to, to the eShop. I didn't see if there was a link. Do you remember if there was a link, Ellie, in there? To it No, feels not, like it I don't be. remember. But yeah, that feels like a gimme, and it feels like something Nintendo would do, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as, as a bonus feature for Amiibos, this is like, this is so weird. It's such a weird way of, like, delivering games to you. Like, I don't know, these are not games that you have no access to or have not played before unless you're a very, very young child. So Yeah. Well, it know. was just in this weird era where Nintendo were just, yeah, cutting up their games like that. And yeah, in this and Smash Brothers and NES Remix, yeah, they were yeah. just doing that all over the place. Now, this other one is oh, actually... NES Remix that I think had links to, links to the game was in the it. store. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, this one is a little bit more of a fully functional game. It may not be one you want to play, but Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge... Uh, uses the same kind of foundation as the Mario versus Donkey Kong games, which are which are fun kind of like construction puzzle games, sort of like Lemmings, I guess. That would be a close mm-hmm. comparison to them. Uh, so basically, you scan your amiibo into the system, and it'll give you a little amiibo, uh, a little like uh, a wind-up toy version of the character that you just scanned in. Now you'll only get specific characters with like. Uh, I think six or seven of the core Mario crew. It's just like Mario, Luigi, Peach, that that crew, and they'll give you a specific figure. If you scan any other figure, it'll give you like a generic block with feet named Spec Boy, who actually kind of looks like your QB figure from from Box Boy. It kind of looks like that. Uh, And he doesn't have any special abilities, but the other figures will. Like the Mario figure can do wall jumps automatically. Uh, Basically, the whole thing is just gathering girders and then using uh, the stylus to draw like over gaps and like navigate to the finish uh similar to what you would do in like the original donkey kong for game boy and stuff like that uh so like this is more of a game like there's an overworld map like there's a bunch of different worlds that you can go visit there's a lot of different challenges to try out uh did you play this one elliot um i think so just a vague recollection but yeah yeah i no it's it feels (laughs) to me very much like a uh like one of the Nintendo mobile games, like like the Mario mm-hmm. Run or the uh, Dr. Mario that they did on there, where it's like, yay, Nintendo's finally in this mobile platform. It's quick and accessible to everybody, but it doesn't it doesn't feel right, you know? Like it doesn't, it feels like, uh, like a really thin, watered-down version of the real game that you want to be playing. So that's kind of the vibe I got from this. It's a very, very, very simplified version of Mario vs. Donkey Kong, a game I like and would recommend. Uh but it just didn't really have any weight to it, you know? Well, yeah, well, 
much the same with most of the yeah amiibo focus games yeah well that's my que- my question to you guys then is there a game can you think of a game that you would be excited to play that's built around amiibos like is there some way that you think Nintendo could like in- integrate like what feature in a switch game would you be really excited that you could use an amiibo for well, I mean, weirdly, the idea is already out there. We're like every other Toys to Life game kind of does what I wish I could do with Amiibos, mm-hmm. like where you have mm. a fully fleshed out adventure, you know, where you get to go around like you're not required to have certain figures, but they will give you a, a one up or they'll, they'll help you access certain hidden areas. You can have your own like kind of wacky, loosely connected series of adventures with all these characters meeting for the first time. You know, I understand it's always like a licensing nightmare to get that kind of stuff together, especially. But with, it's not because like, if they just use Nintendo, if they just use Nintendo characters and like, left out like Shovel Knight and so stuff you like just that. want Skylanders, but with Nintendo characters, essentially. I mean, yeah, but, I, I, like that's the thing. I enjoyed what Skylanders was doing. Like, I liked the yeah. idea behind it. The only real limitation to Skylanders is that your enjoyment of it is going to depend on how many of these figures you're willing to collect. Yeah, and at this yeah. point along the way that would be kind of a nightmare because it's like a lot of these old figures have already been released and are already somewhat you know valuable and yeah. are hard to find and so if they release a game like this that's you know compatible with these old figures they either have to re-release all these figures or like very people very few people could play this game because it would be exorbitantly expensive to right. like collect all these figures for it absolutely so i feel like at this point nintendo is basically settled into a healthy rut with what they have going with Amiibos. And even though I'm not interested in them myself, I don't really have any problems with it. Yeah. But I don't know, Elliot, as someone who's, you know, and Steve has has spent many dollars on here, (laughs) is is there something that you wish that they did differently or do you want more game integration? Um, I don't know that I care, honestly. Like, I think it's a neat thing when it unlocks uh, specific cosmetic things. Like, I think in Breath of the Wild, like, um, yeah, there were a few different costume things you could only get through Amiibos. And, uh, like, that sort of stuff is neat. And, you know, as long as you're not doing the pay-to-win sort of stuff, it doesn't feel egregious in that way. Um, Yeah, I I guess, like, you know, talking about LEGO Dimensions before, I never went in on that game, but I did find something like exciting that you could unlock a bunch of Simpsons missions or a bunch of Ghostbusters missions or whatever. Yeah. So sort of thinking along those lines and like, you know, the Lego series of video games is a great way of bringing in property. So if there was something like that, where there was like a platforming game and, you know, it wasn't like Amiibo specific, you know, it was like series specific um, that, yeah, there's a, like a Mario suite of missions or a Zelda suite of missions and, it didn't matter if you had, like, Ganondorf or Zelda or Link. Sure. It would all unlock the same thing. Maybe in that way, but honestly, for me, at this stage, it's definitely more about the figures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like, even in Splatoon, a game that I love, um, there were some things that were locked out, uh, missions in-game that were locked out to Amiibos, and they also had some scarcity to them, so I sort of felt a bit there that that wasn't the right move, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm more about the cosmetics. I mean that it goes to the figures well, as you well. You can tell I'm, by the the dapper the dapper suit you're wearing right now, and the and the wingtips, and all uh, yeah. all the mascara that you have on. We can tell you're all about the cosmetics. Yeah, not looking like I just woke up and wearing uh, my Sega Mega Drive shirt or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would never be that slovenly. I mean, it, there is something where I don't know, like 
for for people like like you and I who like collect things or for all of us who collect things like there is just some sort of weird thing it activates in your brain just having all like even I didn't really use my amiibos much like I didn't scan them into the games very often because they didn't do enough to really make it yeah, worth even, it. Even you when know? you like, own it in yeah. like it's compatible with the game, you're like, I'm not even going to go through the effort of scanning right. it. Yeah. But like yeah. there was something like very just aesthetically pleasing about having them, you know, and displaying them and kind of figuring out ways to like set them up, you know, when that's and the part in the games that where you'd use them a lot, like um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm really into the Hyrule Warriors games. And I, li- I liked that functionality where you could scan in five per day and each one would like unlock just a bunch of items that you'd usually get by grinding or playing the game. But like it's co- it took the edge off grinding and then there were character specific ones. Like if you're scanning Ganondorf, there were like um, his gauntlets that you could have or um, with you scan in uh, the 8-bit link and you get like an 8-bit sword. Yeah, um, by the way, I love the eight those 8-bit figures. figures. Oh, they're so oh, good. They're so good. <laughs> so pointy <laughs> i do want to shout out uh i don't know if anybody watched this when it was on it was it was on polygon a couple years ago griffin mcelroy would do his amiibo corner which <laughs> yes. made me laugh so hard every time i watched it because they were always just like five to six minute like absurd skits where he would see uh which amiibos he could fit into his mouth yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I it got really most... conceptual and weird and super funny and uh i would check those out if you can still find them i don't i don't think he's still doing them but... i imagine most of them you could fit in your mouth right like he, that he, ridley looks a little pointy but... he, he broke himself trying to fit wolf length into his mouth uh <laughs> and uh they were also they they made some really giant ones like there's a the zelda guardian and there's a gigantic mm. yoshi and then for some reason the figure for detective pikachu towers over everything else pikachu a notably small character has the biggest amiibo <laughs> yeah no a- another one that's missing from my collection and yeah bummed i didn't get it at the time because yeah that can fetch a pretty penny now that was another one i got a package with the game uh which yeah uh, that's definitely a game i played wow huh yeah okay <laughs> I-, I remember zero things about that game but you don't I played remember it. what he was the detective of what mystery you solved i, I think there were some loose connections like with the movie, but the movie has I mean, just completely it, supplanted it in my brain. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, it came out three, three, three years, years later. Yeah. And so. I think it was developed mm. with the intention of like, this is going to be a movie. So, you know, let's get a game out there first. Oh, but, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. For some reason that was a huge figure, but I liked it. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I don't really have anything else, you know, there's, there's a lot to say about Amiibos obviously, but, uh, uh, I don't really have anything else specific. Uh, Ellie, did you have any final thoughts or anything else to say about it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just uh, quickly on like, it's funny with the Smash Brothers, um, you know, cause I, I think obviously they designed the characters and the poses before they had intended for Amiibos, which led to some unfortunate things with like, uh, the stands that have to hold certain characters up. Like, yeah. You can see with my Falcon and Link ones there, there's like this weird For those who can't see, there these like big <laughs> chunks of like, they look like little girders going up their butts. It's like the scene yeah. in uh, yeah. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Where, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the Kung Fu scene. That <laughs> is the best fight scene yeah. ever. It is a great oh, fight scene. Oh my God, I can't wait to see that movie again. It was so Oh good. my God. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's interesting to me that I think they started when they were doing DLC Smash characters 
purpose designed them from the start to not need these things um because yeah as you see as the amiibos go along they stand more on their own yeah um other notes oh do you know who is the character that has the most amiibos based around them oh man it's not mario it's <laughs> i wouldn't have asked if it was mario because that's the <laughs> obvious answer. i was gonna say like that's way too obvious um it might be link it is link is he it link th- okay 13 amiibos um and mario oh, wow. is next in line with nine yeah and like uh some of the link variants were only in japan like there's a majora's mask one that i think is an import only uh yeah it's, so it's yeah, he- on mask yeah yeah his three smash um variants yeah toon young and adult and then yeah there were some series specific ones he got one each for uh, Link's Awakening, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and yeah, the eight bit ones, the Skyward Sword one, the Wolf Link, and yeah, uh, and oh, the, and the one Breath where he's the wild, uh, yeah, where he's on the horse. horse. I mean, yeah. that sort of makes sense in the sense that like Link's visual design can change somewhat substantially between yeah. games, whereas Mario basically always looks the same unless he's in a different. You this know, is costume. in a cat suit, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, that's not like the default look for that game. Like that's right. that's a power up you have to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do like how they go a bit more experimental with some of the figures. Like one of my absolute favorites is yeah the, the oh, Metroid. Um, and yeah, it's actually squishy. It like, is squishy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's squishy. Uh, it came with the uh, came with the Samus. Yeah, with, you, that was a great set. You can see yeah. uh, just for for people in the audio medium, yeah. um, it's like the Metroid is broken out of its capsule and is sort of clasping onto it. Yeah, and then yeah. it's just like an actual rubbery texture, which none of the other figures have. I think that's completely unique to that figure. Yeah, and just again for series that I love, like Pikmin, which I don't feel like gets enough um figures and uh, merchandise associated with it yeah we just have these beautiful yeah. figures like i absolutely love the olimar one with the um uh what do you call the helmet the, the helmet and all the little pikmin yeah. yeah and that that hey and, that hey pikmin one with like the four five of them on the rock was the first one yeah. i ever got because mm. uh, it came right. with that game uh well yeah. it was either that or the fire emblem fates ones uh i don't remember <laughs> but yeah 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 and yeah fire emblem uh i've got all nine of the Smash ones. I didn't get any of the other ones. And again, not a series I got a particular attachment to. But... Oh, that's that's my <laughs> that's my go-to. I love me some Fire Emblem. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny actually with the Fire Emblem one because uh, for a lot of the Smash DLC ones, they did uh, what they called Player Two variants. So for Corrin, they had both the male and the female. And even though mm. yeah, a bunch of the Fire Emblem characters in Smash uh, had male and female variants, they didn't um, do separate amiibos for any of them except for corin yeah um but yeah the player two variants like there's ones that felt cheap like cloud it's just basically ones he's got like a navy blue coat and the other he's got a black one but like for the bayonetta one and twos you get like bayonetta one and like two variants significant and uh, uh variations on it yeah yeah again these are just beautiful figures like yeah the intricate detail and the paintwork and textures are just lovely oh my god yeah. I, I will say I, I quibble with the Bayonetta figures because you can't tell that her jumpsuit is made out of hair. Uh, and I feel like I <laughs> you really want it to, need to feel know like that. hair. I want it to feel like hair. Yeah. I want it to be like it's Barbie doll hair wrapped around her. Yeah, that's yeah. so weird. That grosses me out so bad. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the thing in that game is that she's just covered in hair. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Weird game. We'll <laughs> get not... to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can't wait. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've got. 
That's, I mean, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for bringing this topic and for uh, for letting us dig into it. It is an important I, I part of the Wii lot. U. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I feel that I've emerged a more fully formed, knowledgeable person, I, ready to contribute this knowledge to the world. I think so. I think so. so I'm ready to pass this to my children. <laughs> and so you don't have a single amiibo, Woody. Yeah, I, I'm amiibo-less. Yeah, I'm a single amiibo-less man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, no, you're talking about what was it? Click Heroes and Warhammer before I was like looking around at my figures and I'm like, wow, is there one of those tabletop games I can develop with these things? That, like, I was ooh, actually thinking about that too as we were talking in, t- um, just in terms of like what role would um, you know, would Amiibos play if like Nintendo made sort of a tactical board game or something like that. Um, but I don't know if that necessarily fits their brand, like some yeah. a, a Smash Brothers adaptation as a board game. And, I mean, it's it's a smart idea. I mean, what are the things that always make the most money on like Kickstarter? They're always like big, complex tactical board games with yeah. figurines. You know, like there's there's clearly an audience for these. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking of yeah, developing my own rules and just like yeah, bringing some friends over and I'll just pull my Amiibo collection off the shelf and. Uh, yeah, start to get some rules happening. Yeah, the Splatoon, I guess, can be my ranged guys uh, <laughs> shooting from a distance and um, Falcon Punch, you know, up close. Uh, yeah, uh, my well, I guess if you had if right you now. had a stupid amount of money that you just wanted to throw in the garbage, you could uh, set up set up chess sets like Amiibo chess sets and oh, have yeah. like eight, eight, eight of the eight bit links as your pawns or, you know, whatever it might be. And then do a complete set of white and a complete set of black. <laughs> Ooh, and scan well, them into your Wii U, and then they'll have little animations like in Star Wars chess. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I want to do with it now. Well, I mean, I'm halfway there with the Game & Watches because uh, that was an interesting oh. amiibo figure because uh, each Game & Watch came with uh, four separate uh, plastic things that you could actually yeah. interchange on the amiibo base. So naturally, I had to buy four of them <laughs> so that I could display each of them at yep. once and yeah, now have... 16 total of these uh, yeah plastic things <laughs> hanging around. Well, so you're already set for your black pawns. Yeah, exactly. there you go. You're almost there, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Elliot, for being here once again. It's always a delight to have you. Um, Absolute pleasure. Thank you. T- tell people where they can hear the rest of your stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, reviewing Simpsons over at the Simpsons Index. Uh, we've almost caught up to the first 19 seasons of the show and <laughs> uh we'll be reformatting soon and just reviewing newer episodes Ooh, um you and poor, yeah, poor people yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah like over 650 reviews now so yeah go check that out simpsons in- the, the simpsonsindex.com and uh yeah we um also making a scripted podcast over at pulp fury radio uh, it's our anthology uh, uh series sort of akin to twilight zone or something like that where, yeah, we do um, scripted audio dramas, range of genres, sci-fi, horror, mystery, noir, and you can hear Steve on the episode Jazz Noir Music of Murder. Yay. He opens up that one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again for being here. Uh, if only we could have you in small collectible format to just uh, <laughs> uh, break out on our show whenever we need some power-ups. But uh, yep. <laughs> until the day that technology arrives, we're glad to have you here. Um, and everybody, uh, uh, check out patreon.com slash ultra 64 pod. Check out the top tier there. If you would like to hear yourself on an episode of this show, making us play any game that you want, you're going to hear a, a pretty mean one coming up pretty soon. So, uh, from, from, Hey, <laughs> Hey, you're prejudging. <laughs> I'm assuming it's going to be, mean. I haven't actually played it yet. <laughs> 
Oh, oh sorry, right. I should also plug that as well. Patreon.com slash SideQuest Studios. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, signing up, you get a bonus uh, show from us every week. Nice. Fantastic. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you next time. Uh, bye-bye. Later.